What up, what up? It's your boy Jay. Another episode of Buckets and Beyond. Here we are. It's a Saturday. I'm here with Andrew the Goon. I'm here with your host, Ben. I'll be doing the intro today, though. Um, and we also have with us a special guest. Our guest today is a close friend of mine. I went to high school with him, went to college with him. He's a Mavs fan. He's a local. He's all about the podcast, all about the Mavs, everything. He's also one of the most talented producers I've ever met. He's been a mentor in that regard. Nobody in the Metroplex can mess with his beats. He's he's half a sick freaking boy. He's got music out and everything. Um, we're just glad, glad to have him on. Uh, Goose Esquire, everybody. Goose. Goose, Thank what's you. up, bro? Thank you very much. Goose. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you very much, Andrew. I'm very happy to be here. Love the podcast. Honored to be on it. I've been itching <laughs> to be on this thing for a while. Ready to talk all things Mavs and uh, and here for all the, the hot takes that you guys are too reasonable to have. I'll be the Skip Bayless today. I'm here to tell you that James oh, Johnson. Oh, like no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 Wrong energy. Wrong energy. All right. Well, the you know, this isn't my pod. has muted Goose Esquire for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. But just excited to be here. Thank you very yeah. much, Jay, for the introduction. I appreciate the kind words in regard to the production. And uh, you are one of my great friends as well. Yeah, man. Want to let you shine on the pod, man. Want to let you, uh, I, you know, you've been hitting me up to get on here, and um, and we've been working on music. We've been, you know, we've been kicking it in other places, just not not in the pod. So like, it's just uh, great to have you on. You kept it a little yeah, secret. You didn't tell any of us about worlds it. Worlds are colliding today. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, man. Like we got all the creatives on one pod. Yeah, a lot of a lot of synergy. A lot of creative juices flowing. <laughs> I've not, yeah. heard, I've not heard that word in a long time. Synergy. He loves synergy. Yeah. That's how I would describe the, the, Mavs, the, juice. Team, the Mavs bench. We've got synergy. Mm. Got synergy, synergy would be a good maybe. energy drink. Yeah. Synergy juice. That's what I would like the bench synergy to have. Juice? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think we may have <laughs> lost. A, a, we lost our spiritual I think, through this week, I think, guys. Yeah. Maybe we lost some synergy. Do you, are we gonna are we just gonna jump into that? Because we can talk yeah. about that, right? Let's can, talk, yeah, real quick. It seems like everyone's itching. I, I just want to start it off really with the, the the Pacers loss last night. We are I feel like coming off the high of the trade deadline. I feel like the I feel like NBA fans almost care more about the trade deadline than they do the rest of the season, just because there's so many storylines, so many potential things that could happen, rumors, blah blah blah. So we're done with the trade deadline, and we're like, yeah, we're on a two game winning streak. Let's take on the Pacers, and then we hear that Luca, our best player. And the player that makes everybody else above average is sitting out in a game where the Pacers are like actually good. They're a good team. So, you know, normally you would think you'd want the Mavs to like test how good they are versus a good team. They're like, nah, lower back tightness in air quotes. Um, lower back tightness code for it's a back to back load management. Yeah. Load management. Load management. Yeah. Um, and what are you guys thoughts on that? So I kind of have mixed feelings about it. So for one thing, I know a lot of people, I do think the Matt, even with resting, I think that we at least make the eighth seed or the seventh seed. Maybe not, you know, maybe we are, we are kind of teetering on the edge, but I do think we make it even if we do go with load management, 
And then so I know the argument is, oh, well, then we're going to get an incredibly hard matchup in the first round and we're going to get knocked out. But if we're not good enough to beat a good team, then we're not we're not doing the run anyways. And so I do understand the rationale that, you know, if the team isn't good enough to win the finals, then no amount of matchup strategizing is going to fix that. But if we overplay our players to get into a seed that in the end doesn't matter, we could end up injuring to a, uh, one of our glass cannons. Okay. Nice use of the word glass cannon. I love, I, I think first Never time heard that in my life. Me either. <laughs> it's, never, a high, it's, it's a high powered weapon, but you use it once and term. it's, yeah. Oh, it's a, wow. Chris Ops is a glass cannon. Yeah. The word oh, is the definition. Yeah, like yeah. That, that, that word is a weapon. Like, it's yeah. a powerful weapon, but it's very fragile. Uh, okay. Yeah. What, what do you think, guys? <sighs> I know it. I have a feeling I know what Jay's thinking. I, but, yeah. What do you think I'm thinking? What do you think I'm thinking? I, my, so just because I know. Trash. You're trash, man. The home, Come on. Yeah, without, the, without Luca, I feel like it just, uh, the Mavs don't look like a playoff team they look like a bunch of dudes who are like suddenly realizing you know oh what the, you this know what, is what my like? workload is without luca you, oh i can't handle that you know what you they know? look like they look like the knicks with kp three years ago that's what they look like that's what they look like it's yeah. kp and tim hardaway jr and iman shumpert and some random throwaway play like it looks like that without luca on the court like it, does. It, it looks like we are a lottery team without Luke on the court, which benching Luca is frustrating. I think I was looking at this and based on like, based on the number of back-to-backs we have coming up, I think he'll probably sit in these types of games, probably six or seven total games this season, which means he's playing like 65, 66 games out of a 72 game season, which in the long run, I th- like over the course of the season, you're kind of like, okay, that's fair. That kind of makes sense. Uh, it's just extremely frustrating when we have winnable games and we're in a and we're in this tight race for like six, seven, eight. And I think we as fans have this hope. Goose, you made a great point of like, we have this hope to like, let's move up to like the six, the five, like let's catch the nuggets. Like let's chase down the trailblazers. But, and so that's our hope. That's like, we're in a, I think in a like, full speed ahead let's go 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 we have this stretch of like super winnable games we're playing the pelicans the thunder the, like the pacers are a solid mid-level team um but we but could beat also, them with luca yeah exactly like these are winnable games these are gimmies and uh, we lost we lost one to oklahoma city uh before i think like the all-star break because we arrested luca and it's again it's like these are these are these are like free it's free money that we're like refusing to pick up that being said though you made a good point goose about is there a difference between us playing say the two seed in the first round versus play us playing the six seed in the first because like the west is so stacked like we're gonna be i mean do you want to play the Nuggets or do you want to play the Jazz? Do you want to play the Suns or do you want to play the Clippers? Do you want to play the Lakers or do you want to play the Trailblazers? I do want to play the Clippers, just real quick. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but but the the you. level just for the content level, reasons. The level of competition is so high. And let's be honest, I, I don't think home court advantage 
matters that much anymore, especially yeah. in a year like this year where there might not there might be like half a stadium of people like in the stands and the Mavs have never been great. have not been great with home court advantage. I, I know like, last year. Dallas so in like general, the, the, the seating, do not, there's not a big atmosphere like other cities. It's not, this, it's not the same vibe. I think it would be exciting to have, it would, it would be uh, fortunate to be a home court team and have our home court fans, but I don't think it's going to make or break our, our first round series. My own. And I kind of, uh, harped on this the last time we talked about it with the Thunder game. I honestly think that the Mavs organization is like, we don't care where we're seated as long as we get in and we're healthy. And I think that they honestly think they can contend with any of the teams above them. Um, so I think as fans, that's hard to watch because you, you know, we could run on like a 10 game win streak or like we could go off on a lot of these teams that are worse than us. It's just like, you know, I'll say this. The last thing I'll say about it is I think this this game is more for KP than it is for anybody because we had some games where we were uh, against the Blazers and then the Clippers where, like, we – like, for example, the, the Blazers game, we beat him by 40, but he didn't even have a good game. It was everybody yeah. else except KP. And I think he's getting a little frustrated with, like, his role in the offense and all this stuff. So on games when Lucas sits – I think all eyes should be on KP and be like, "Hey, man, you don't have any excuses. You're you're the center of the offense now." So like, he I feel like he takes those games upon himself to get back in the offensive groove and get more like get more of his shots in because when Luca's playing, he's gonna spread it around more and and he may not get the, those same opportunities. So I think the moral victory in this game is like, you know, KP had a great game. It's just that no one else around him was able to really step up and nobody hit their three pointers. So that's kind of tough, but well, that's a consistent theme with us. Yeah. So. Real quick. Sorry. Can I, we can, we're, we're, we cut stuff out, right? Can I let my dog out real quick? Uh, we, yeah. Go, I, I go for it. Go I'm, for so, it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. One second. You're good. Jay, I'll say any, this, Jay, man. Any thought? Yeah. Lay, lay it down. I'm sure Jay sorry. I didn't mean sorry, to take it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do think that goose made a great point. I think in regards to like, seeding when you look at last season if kp was healthy we might have gone to the conference finals and we played the second seed in the first round you know what i mean like it's entirely possible we beat the clippers if you look at what the clippers did and then at the next series we might have competed with whoever would have won that year you know with, with, um, we with we the nuggets we could have played nuggets a lot like me Jay. yeah <laughs> okay yeah sorry about that are you good bro um I'll have to get up one more time to let him in, and then that's the only time I have to get up. <laughs> but we'll we'll set in we'll we'll set in the commercial breaks uh, around okay. around, <laughs> the, around the around the dog breaks. I will. I don't know if this you know it might not be able to get this back in. I do just want to jump in with one thought. I think that a huge problem with you know how we're resting players. It's it's frustrating to watch as a fan, but it's due so in part to the way that the NBA is structured that the chip is the only thing that matters. So for the regular season, you can be a regular season star and it does not matter. The only thing that matters is if you make the playoffs and then you finish your run. Yeah. So I don't, I think unless the NBA can create a new way to incentivize the regular season to, uh, to matter. I know people have talked about like a play in tournament or something Yeah. or just, and just other options, but well, there is a, there is a play in tournament this year. 
Like it, if, yeah. if you get wow. if you get caught if you get caught at the seventh seed, which is where we currently are, we're gonna have to I play. The, we're gonna have to play the ten seed to earn a spot into the playoffs. So okay, yeah. well then that, that matters to a little the, bit more. That the Mavs fans are, are historically skinny. It just matters to more franchises. Okay. Like it's, it's ten instead of the eight. But mm-hmm. I I hear you. I think like in general, people are starting to take like the Spurs and Popovich approach of like. Okay, my big players uh, only need to be good for the playoffs. After a certain point, I'm going to rest them just so that they're good. It just difference is, yeah, the Spurs are beating that. teams without their best players. It's, yeah, we're we are we're like we're a lottery not. team without Luke on the court. That is true. Pop was doing that when Tim Duncan was 35 and Tony Parker was 33. But though. Kawhi he started the whole like re- I'm gonna rest to make sure I'm healthy and all this other. Kawhi shit. was a diva no, though. No, Kawhi Kawhi pulled the like I'm gonna rest until y'all trade me. Well, I meant like after <laughs> that when he got with the Clippers, he like he would miss every fourth game or whatever it was, and then it seems like every player superstar level is managing their career that way just so they mm-hmm. don't get a freak injury. Sorry, Jay. What were you saying? You you said something. Oh no, you're good. Honestly, I didn't. I, I was I was just so it <laughs> all in. Like, no, Ben. I, I, I think that that's just such a good point, though, and it 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 really plays into this whole thing. What do you gain by not doing the thing that everybody else is doing? If you decide that you're going to play these back to backs, it's what. How does it benefit you as a player? It only reduces your longevity. It's reducing your money. If for us fans, it's nice to be able to see you play some extra regular season games. But from the, from a max player's perspective, I mean, playing f- six, seven games less a season, but, you know, not getting a career ending injury to them, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And I think with Luca, he does, he, he carries so much of the responsibility of how good this team is. It's all on his back. However good he's playing, you know, um, he just, ha- he gets, has to get everybody involved it's all on him. So it's, it's so he's like 22. He's younger than all of us. And you're like, why would you like, he's healthy enough or he's young enough to not need this kind of treatment. But so on that note though, the idea of load management is, is a recent thing. You know, it's really come into play recently. So I think that he's kind of part of this first generation that's doing preemptive load management where we're not, you know, even though you don't have, I mean, yeah, but but still, they're like, look, they're, even though there's not specifically something that we're concerned about, I mean, obviously he has ankle issues and there are real problems. Yeah, but, so he's had issues with that. And I think but, especially but in the playoffs when he like rolled his ankle, you know, they're like, oh God, you know, whatever. Like like you said, ankle issues can, can kind of lead to that, to the way the health staff is like, hey, we'd, we'd probably, you know, be better not putting him in as many games just to kind of get his ankle back to where we want it, whatever it is. But God bless you. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the Derek Rose rule. Like, Ugh. would you like it to all the masters? Like, it's painful. It pisses me. It it annoys me and frustrates me so much when we lose winnable games. But it's kind of like, would you rest him for an extra game if it means? You like it's you don't lose them for a season, or you don't hobble your franchise player. Like you see us play the Lakers, or like you see us play the Clippers and the Blazers, and you see how good we could be. You're like, dang, that I wouldn't want to mess with that team. We have the highest highs and the lowest lows. When we are on, we look like we can beat anybody for sure. And uh, 
I, I don't think teams have us figured out. I don't think they have Luca figured out. And I think, you know, that's part of I why. I don't know. I don't think we Mavs, have. We yeah, <laughs> the Mavs haven't figured themselves out in some in some cases. In some sense, for sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'll, I'll take that. Um, I'll just kind of see if I can do. Do you have anything else guys, on the? You guys can't figure us out because even we don't know who we are. Whoa. <laughs> what I mean, you got now? Been, the that's, that's some, strategy. That's the that's some art of war stuff, you know, Sun Tzu. That if you're <laughs> you got to be unpredictable. And there I, you and go. I, we are an enigma. Okay. Just, just try, <laughs> just try game planning against us. Man. I will say, just in general, I think that these were those were incredibly fair takes about this situation. This is this is the most balanced. This the, this is the Fox News of podcasting, fair and balanced. I thought uh, this was. I now don't come I in here we with. Gonna, I thought we were going to skip Yeah, I thought we were going to skip Bayless nuke this stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. Then you guys, I started agreeing with you too much. Okay, good. Okay, we're, we're, we're one of them. Okay, thank God. I got I'll, I'll say about the game to get to 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 refocus a little bit. <laughs> this game was extra annoying to me because so we, we have our six to seven. We have our we're assigned these games where we're not going to get what we paid for. We're not going to get Luca. We're not going to get you know. We're not. We're going to have a depleted roster. Um, and that's more than fair. Like you know that's a great point. Like, of course, of, of course, an all-star player who's like guaranteed who, who will deliver for you at any point of the game, you know, I'm mean, like, of course it's fair for them to take the games off and they need their rest. They're valuable players. But um, <laughs> what's annoying about these games too, is that in some of them, in, in this one, especially we saw them early in the game, the Pacers, extend their lead a little bit like like the Mavs were not we were having a bad first half and then the Mavs started turning it up in the second half when it looked like it was about to turn into a bloodbath you know um I, I hope I'm explaining this right like <laughs> real quick it, it's like the team is afraid it's like they, they know they're going to lose the game you get the sense they know they're going to lose and they turn it up when when it's about to get crazy when it's about when they're about to lose by 20 or 30 yeah. Yeah. it's like they're it's like they don't want to get blown out that, they don't like, get embarrassed that's, that's what the game was last night man like and, and, but kp shine like that, that was so, great so much yeah. on this instead of resting luca like how much better would it be to just have him play the first quarter and a little bit of the second to get everybody yeah. going and get the offense oh, I was texting us I about that, that. <laughs> and, yep, then, yep. and then have him sit the second half even if we lose I yeah. would, even if we lost the game, I would so much rather have our off give our floor general on offense the chance to set everybody up and get everybody in motion yeah. to where then finally somebody can come sub him out. But everybody's, you know, he's set up the offense. Everybody now understands where they're getting looks on whoever we're playing. Yeah. Andrew was texting us like when we uh, we were kind of watching the score and we started Throw in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Quick sub. <laughs> First, second, maybe give give him some time in the fourth to see if we can bring it back. If it starts to get to a point where we know we're not going to win, then just have him rest. I just, yeah, I I, think I would rather like, have him play a half game. Even if we if like think of what the morale boost of winning that game with Luca coming in the fourth when he's super rested and super ready to go, versus like yeah, we played a good well, game, we almost came back and we lost. You know, look. You're not going to get anything out and you're talking about the intangibles and things, and you're not going to get anything out of a team that just traded away their biggest locker room presence. So I don't know what, what you expect right now. 
smooth transition. Oh God. Thank you, Trey. Uh, <laughs> with, I think we kind of said all we could on that note without yeah. getting over, over into it. Um, now we can talk about the real reason uh, we're hyped to be on this pod is the JJ Reddick trade where we sent out um, West Uwandu and West Uwandu, James Johnson and a second round pick, I think. Second round. Sent, sent, one JJ, sent one JJ to New Orleans for another. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah sure um <laughs> a lot of jj's i feel like james johnson was never jj when he was here no he's not but his he's, I, I saw a post on reddit this is kind of a side note i'm pretty sure it was like every gary in the nba got traded uh yesterday gary harris or, gary yeah, Moore, every, uh, yeah. every gary, gary in the nba is on a new team that's hilarious anyway um <laughs> i so I was kind of like bummed out. I didn't think we would do anything. I was kind of ticked, honestly, because I felt like we needed to do something. And if that meant, you know, sending out James Johnson, I first want to say, James Johnson, I'm sorry. Uh, we were really excited when we got you. I know we, we have like a video on YouTube. That's our most watched video of like reacting to you. Coming in the mouse. It's a really obscure video can to we, be the number can one. Can we just point out like how sad that sentence was? We were so excited <laughs> I mean, to have James. Like the most excitement we've I, had in a year was, oh yeah. my gosh, James is, Johnson is coming. Look, look, James Johnson. The more it was more the idea, and I explained this in the pod. If you if you turn back the clock, the idea of like James Johnson like drop kicking Marcus Morris. That was really more yes, of the, yes. the, the potential of that the happening. Idea, in the, game. the idea of James Johnson was more important than. The player of James Johnson. Maybe the real James Johnson was just the friends that we made along the way. Maybe, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, I, I liked James Johnson. I did. I lo- sad love he didn't get. Person. He just didn't get playing time. He was out of the rotation, yeah. so he, he couldn't really contribute. For good reason. The few, it, well, well, it, it's the few minutes that he got, especially if you're a guy who gets a few minutes, it's hard to get going and you're nervous because you you know that you got to perform in the limited opportunities that you get. So, I mean, I, he was never, he was always meant to be a trade asset. I mean, I think it's pretty clear at this one year deal. Like, yeah, yeah bro, like, here's clear, clear yeah. cap space. And, and it is know. a very tradable contract too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, that was unfortunate. I, I really liked him for, for our, for our team, but I, um, I was do y'all uh, buy do y'all buy the spiritual oh leader line from Rick Carlisle? Uh so after the trade, Rick Carlisle, or I think around the trade deadline, he was talking about how tough it is to kind of lose a spiritual leader uh in the locker room. I just picture him buy like that? leading like a Sunday I, service, like in the locker room. Like I just want to make an analogy time. for for the for anybody that's described as a locker room guy. Okay, so for for work, I, I do mortgage loans and I work with a lot of people. Some of them are cool, some of them are you know a little antisocial. You know, it's if I work with a guy and he's he brings me up every day, he's a positive energy, he's he's great for everybody around him, but he does not do anything for us then, you know, it's like all that other stuff is great. Like, I, I kind of want to be friends with him. I'll probably hit him up outside of work. But, you know, he's not he's we're not fitting the main objective here. We, we didn't we didn't put a roster spot on there to have a life coach. I think he was good for our young guys, but sorry. Jay, Vet- veteran presence, definitely good for the young guys. We of have course. like two 30 year olds on the team. Everyone else is yeah. like veteran presence. Yeah, like. like 
he's I, he's I, I need to do more research i don't even know if that's a real thing but, the but i was gonna say uh, oh just it's it's about it's all about gen z look we need to get oh, as man. many guys on this team that have a tiktok as possible <laughs> i would yeah you know what that's crucial i'm to... with it i'm actually with it I, I was i stopped being excited about james johnson when he lost the the blonde afro bro like that's when i was out on jay because that's he looked Something like changed. he looked like the crazy karate guy at that point you know like he looked <laughs> he looked more exciting at that point than when he yeah. went clean cut and i was just like oh whatever like you okay know. <laughs> yeah. i i think like the one move that i thought was hilarious that he did and i saw this a lot in the highlights where he would dribble up and kind of do like a move and then had somebody behind him and then do a between the legs pass and then set a pick and everybody who's on the other side on defense is like, oh, my God, James Johnson is coming at me. And then the dude with the ball would just kind of dribble and have an easy – that that worked, like, occasionally. Look, I just thought he, it was funny. That was his, like, go-to move. Yeah. His little signature. Like, yeah. Look, I mean, you know, he had, I mean, he had good looks. And so many times watching him play, it's like you watched it and he had 95% of a top highlight. You know what I mean? And then he just didn't finish at the rim yeah, he or did, he like bounced it off his foot. And He had a lot of turnovers uh, in, in his time that he played, which was tough. Yeah. Um, but enough, of, I mean, we wish you the best, James Johnson. Yes, He's probably, all the best I, to James Johnson. I would not be surprised if he gets bought out and then is on like the Lakers in like a day or two. Like I don't. There's a team that he fits on. There's, yeah. I think he would be good on a lot of playoff teams uh, or just, you know. This is Andrew to say no, he will okay, not be whatever. on a playoff team. <laughs> who, who knows okay, how many teams well, he if he's on needed. and if he's on a playoff team, he will not be receiving so, any playing time. But when when James Johnson declines, he's in the to East. The he'll podcast, get playing time. I think we'll know why because we had three people here giving him well wishes, and then uh, we just had to end it on that. Good lord. Okay. I mean, well wishes, sure, I'm, I'm but just, I'm not. Did, did you say like <laughs> if he punches anybody on the podcast? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna I'm last not on the pod to like blow you know what up somebody's like last thing I'll say about James Johnson, <laughs> and this is an undisputed fact the Mavs are decidedly worse in the octagon. Exactly. That that's crucial. AJ like, Reddick, though, he looks like every <laughs> fire MMA. MMA guy. He looks like every MMA champion. <laughs> he looks like every MMA champion below the neck. And then above the neck, he looks he like every looks finance like a, guy. I was like, about to say, it looks like my accountant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, accountant. It's like, I've got a CPA. I can get you, I okay. can get you a great Let's just talk return. about the guy we got in the freaking trade. <laughs> Let's talk Jay, about Reddick. Jay Reddick, <laughs> a.k.a. The, the bucket pod father. The one who's, you know who's been a shooter for days that's all he does is shoot we needed some freaking shooting you saw that against the pacers last night we had no none of the shooters you know what a huge difference he could make off the bench um i'm just going to quickly kind of give into my spiel why i'm excited about jj reddick and i care what you guys think so we got a real shooter who's paid to shoot right like that's his thing that's his like the one thing he does really well is shoot and he's never played with a guard like Luca, that will get him this open. And I texted the guy, I texted some friends to say, like, hey, think about how open Maxi and Dodo are. And they just clunk every one of those wide open shots. Okay. Keep the Maxi slander at your mouth because he's shooting 46% yeah. three. Yeah, Maxi's, so, Maxi's the top five, but but Dodo, yes. Dodo, I, I don't know if there's a stat that tracks this. He has to be like number one in missed, like, uh, wide open threes. Yeah. Because he gets so many looks every game. 
and, and they're they're all uncontested. And <laughs> my and, my thing with but where's with, real quick where's Reddick fitting into our lineup? Is he I'm saying off? he's coming off the bench with Brunson, Hardaway, and then I guess um, who's our big? It would be Dwight Powell, be Boban. Dwight and Boban. I mean, we, we do that rotation of like Stein. Boban, Powell, or yeah, Willie Collins, really, depending on who we're playing. Ooh, man, you yeah. So about, I, I see him Willie being Stein coming off the bench. <laughs> Whatever doesn't, uh, doesn't bode doesn't bode well for Willie if, if we can't even remember that he's on the team. That's my yeah. bad. What I love, dude. Willie is I love. Willie, well, I think man. Willie. Anyway, we, we don't have to get on Willie, but I think like but on JJ, on JJ, you know, I think he can. That'll be his main role coming off the bench, but I can see him maybe because we ha- we don't start games super well like on offense. So I wonder if he can maybe sneak in, um, maybe uh, take either Dodo's or uh, Jay Rich's spot just to kind of get the offense flowing, come in for like a few minutes and then, you know, maybe hop off. So like, I think his shooting is much needed for our team who, you know, has some good, but not great shooters. Um, and I think, you know, if we can, just think about how the how much the young guys can learn from him, like the Tyrell Terry's, the you know Josh Greens. Every there's so many players that go to JJ Redick for like shooting help, and they just want to absorb everything he knows about how to create a shot, how to release the shot, how to you know get open for the shot. So I think he could be a, a way more applicable mentor in the Mavs locker room because we need shooting help, not just for him. More. And then finally, I think like it goes without saying. Um, his podcast is awesome. The old man in three. I'm a huge, I, I love his podcast. It, it's given me like an insight of what it means to be an NBA player in today's league. And all of these guys that are on his podcast, they, they love JJ. Like they, you know, and just, this is kind of more like down the line. Think about like, if JJ is hosting his podcast from Dallas, how, how good does it look if he's, you know, singing the praises of our organization or kind of saying like, Oh, Luca has been amazing to play with. Like, you know, just to give like the player's perspective on what it's like to be a Maverick. Right. I think that could help us, you know, if he decides to stay, I mean, he could easily just jump ship and go to Brooklyn or the Lakers, but if he decides to stay, it's because like he, he likes the mentor role that he's in. He knows he's going to get playing time. And ultimately like, He's going to stay if he knows he's going to get a ring. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, bro is old. He's old as hell. He's 36. So, I mean, he's old. I don't know if I have his game doesn't like like his game doesn't need a lot of athleticism or whatever. We we need all IQ and getting the shot off. Like, and then if we're talking about a mentor role, it's like you were like you were saying, JJ fits the mentor role of what our team needs so much more than like what James Johnson does. And I, I love this uh, for the non-basketball reasons that you described. I think that this is going to be huge for the Dallas market, which is uh, really historically, it's been hard to attract free agents to come here. Um, even though, you know, we're throwing money at people and driving around LA trying to, was it DeAndre Jordan? Or who was it that we were, Mark was trying to find his home address, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that this is good. I, I mean, obviously he could just jump ship after a year. I am hopeful that I think he comes here and falls in love with the organization. I think that he realizes that they're going to set him up to give him everything that he wants and set him up for a career beyond basketball. 
where the Mavs organization, you know, they'll tell them, like, we'll throw however much money you want behind your podcast and like, we'll support it. We'll give you some bullshit administration role here that pays you five million a year, you know, like like they do for Dirk. Dirk took all these pay cuts, but, you know, now Cuban handles his investments. So he gets paid on the back end for everything. I think that this is a great thing for for Dallas. Not only he's a great shooter and the personality and the pod, the podcast has a huge potential to make this a more attractive free agent destination. Jay, I'm curious. I'm sure. I'm curious how you're feeling about JJ Redick. I'm cool with it. I'm cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like oh JJ like Redick. neutral. I'm 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 excited because JJ Redick is a like he's got the podcast. He's got he's got a well. He's got a brand in the NBA. Like. And he's got a brand because he's got a skill that's just undeniable. Like he is, he is a sniper and everybody knows he's the sniper and um, that's his role. And that's what he can do. And that's what he's going to do. So I, we know he's going to do that. Tim Hardaway, he's a sniper too, but some nights he's not the sniper. Like, but now that we have another one, it's, it's just, he's not know, a like, sniper. He's a flamethrower. It's either it's burning hot yeah. or oh my, he's just he's just spraying yeah, and praying. There you go. Like the sniper is like I've never perfect. I've never Gun. seen somebody that like looks like an like a fucking MVP one night and then like he might get cut the next day. <laughs> no, that's oh, but yeah. like that's another reason why this is a good move for us because like I feel like <clears throat> if Luca and like on on the our team is built where Luca ha- has to have a really good night. And KP has a really good night. And if one of them doesn't have a really good night, it's up to Tim Hardaway. It's up to Jalen Brunson to step up. But I think like by putting JJ Redick on the bench, um, you can kind of take some of that weight off of Tim Hardaway. And then maybe kind of, you know, there's another shooter that they have to account for when JJ is on the court. And that might help. Well, just in general, like JJ can be 43 years old, but he's still going (laughs) to offer floor spacing. If you stick him in corners you have to guard him like you can you cannot leave him open I mean the guy is best for what his best season was like 47.5 percent from the three if you leave him open like you're you're gonna lose he's a career 41 percent which is insane yeah I I feel like I should not go last on these because I'm probably going to be the most negative or the most mad of everyone on the the pod that's that's honestly you're skip bayless is that what you're saying no, 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 no not is, Skip Bayless. Skip none Bayless. of us are Skip Bayless. None of, please. No one's Skip, Honestly, no. I don't even understand that like, comparison. <laughs> I hate um, Skip Bayless. <laughs> I, I'll say, I'll say this: it it is a good move for the Mavs. I think it moves the needle, but it's a good move for the Mavs in that it was kind of like our only move. We were priced out of the for, the Evan Fournier deal. We were priced out of John Collins. Like we did not have the assets to get anyone else. So in that regard, it's like, yes, great. We made a move. We got rid of J- James Johnson's expiring contract, pick up J.J. Redick, and maybe he moves the needle a little bit. I've seen a lot of comparisons to uh, Pages Stoyakovich in 2011, where we pick up this aging sharpshooter who yeah. comes onto the team and doesn't play a lot of minutes, but has some key moments where, you know, goes four for four from beyond the arc in like a key game. And, you know, it has some meaningful minutes, meaningful points, meaningful shots made. Uh, But I am going to say the fact that we're all talking about like, oh, man, his podcast is going to be really great. Oh, yeah. 
that indicates to me that the benefit here is not really on the court. And I would argue, I would argue in some sense that like, if we're looking towards that, this, it feels very similar to like, now it's like, oh, we're just, we just need a big free agent signing. Like we just need, we just need this little thing that's going to attract free agents. And it seems like the same thinking of like five or six or seven years ago where, oh man, JJ is going to come in and suddenly like free agents are going to want to come here because JJ Reddick does his, does his podcast here, which to be fair, there's already reporting that one, JJ wanted to go to the Nets or he wanted to go to the Lakers. So he, I don't know. I'm sure he's thrilled to like get to play with Luca in some sense, but I don't think he's, I don't think he is a hundred percent. He's not committed here yet. No, no, no. He just got here. And And on that point, maybe we make a playoff run and he's like, fuck yeah, this, this, this team's legit. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's sold here. I think we have the opportunity to sell him. I, yeah, I think he, he did like, if you listen to the pod, he definitely talks about when he talks to people who have won a championship, he, you can tell how he's like drooling over the idea of winning a championship and we may not be there this year, but I think like they, like if he gets to, I think he's going to have a, a better chance to shine than he would on the nets or the Lakers. And like, we're going to put him like Luca will make anybody a better shooter. So if he's been having an off year, like there you've seen the, we've all seen the Luca effect on making people better shooters. So if he's already a good shooter, I think there's a lot of potential there. I really do hope that we get fans back in the stadiums. Cause I also do think one thing about the Mavs is I feel like this fan base, like we, everyone is so excited to have JJ Redick on this team that I really wish that like there were fans in the stadium so that when he's out there, like he could visibly see like how, how much love this city already has for him before he's even gotten here. And so I think that we do have the opportunity to sell him to be like, listen, this is, you're not playing with KD, Kyrie and Harden, but you're playing in a city where you do have a chance to go for a finals run. You'll be more integral and remembered in that role. And this city, like everybody loves you. Like you are known, you're, you're not like, you know, there's the big three in New York and that's who they know. And you're like, Oh, JJ Reddick's also on the team. If he were, you know, here, <laughs> if, if we did a championship run with him on this team, he, I mean, like, you know, when any time that you talk about the Mavs championship run, you always got to talk about Berea. Like you, all of these, like, you know, guys who a lot of them only got one ring and they only or they only came in for a season it was kind of this you know ragtag group of people but they were also integral in their roles that they're all remembered for that year they're not like i got a ring because i you know i happen to be on the right team it's it's a real ring it's not a katie warriors ring a real ring i'm into that brother I yeah, hey, Katie, if you're listening to this, leaning um, into the the Katie not being an integral part yeah, of the if Warriors Katie, championship. Katie, if you're uh, if you're listening to this, how about you come at us with your real Twitter and not your burners? <laughs> we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get some burners hitting us up after this episode. <laughs> K- no, Katie no is for real. Sixty nine. <laughs> oh Lord, Lord Almighty. Oh man, I I think. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely potential there. And I think it's it, a positive move. It's, it's positive. just a question of like, What's, is it obviously we weren't his first choice, well, right? I don't we think can that... all admit that. But what's there's... funny yeah. is like 
I think Donnie Nelson or Rick said that uh, Luca and Dirk are already like texting with JJ. They're already like, Hey man, we're so glad. You're, you know, they're, they're kind of, kind of trying, you know, welcoming him to the culture basically. So I think it's funny that Dirk is, is like sliding into JJ's DMs like, Hey man, you know, here's why I love living here and whatever playing here. And he can, you know, he doesn't he'll have see to for himself. He, yeah. He'll see. He doesn't have to live here in the off season. Like he, if he wants, he can go back to Brooklyn and live in the off season. Mm. A lot of players do stuff like that. Um, anyway, I think that's a good, you know, I we're will, excited. So just to cap it off talking about, you know, like the impact JJ Redick has, there is not a team in the NBA where adding JJ Redick or losing him is going to determine whether you win a championship. Do you think uh, that JJ Redick is the final piece for any team to get them to win a championship this year? I think people like some teams just want bodies. Like the Lakers just want yeah bodies. Period. But they don't need they don't need him. But that's what I'm saying. He could JJ Redick is very good depth. I think like. I think he's you quality know, depth, but it depends I, on I'm how your team I'm not gonna say he's built. the X factor, but like, what about actually on the Sixers though? And they threw him on the Sixers. Yeah, he, I, point shooting in there. Yeah, that those right, were his we're best off year, base. most recent years were with the Sixers. Then, yeah. how, I, I'm curious to get your because I know you have been a big fan of of Trey Burke with the arrival of JJ Redick once he's healthy. And here's the other aspect of this: it could be a couple of weeks at least before we see. JJ before we see him on the floor right. but when he gets into the rotation Ben how do you feel about Trey Burke's minutes I think just evaporated um once once Reddit gets here as that like combo space the floor like two guards I mean if it's if we score more points is it a bad thing oh no no, I, that, I think that's the biggest, like one of the bigger things our team is missing is a strong bench. Like if you don't have a great mm. defense, if you have an average defense, you better have a really good bench to keep leads and, ex, you know, grow leads. And right now our bench is, has good parts. It has the, the Brunsons and the Tim Hardaway's and, but they are not as consistent as we would like. So I think if you can find somebody who can kind of steady the bench and kind of be that threat, I think, Unfortunately, Trey Burke just hasn't made the most of his minutes before this whole JJ conversation, and he's kind of been super hot or super cold. So I th I think uh, Rick will kind of read those situations like, hey, if we need to slash the paint, then he'll keep Trey Burke in there. But if we need to, you know, just get some shots in, you know, you're going to put JJ. I think that this team probably, with, even with JJ on it, like it'll probably look clunky, and but just hopefully we figure the rotations out by the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's the priority, as you can um, see when we're playing like those good teams.